The following reading answers the three most important questions in life. Who am I? Why am I here? And what's it all about? What is the meaning of life? Lesson 16, the birth of egoic consciousness. Beloved and holy friends, it is a joy to communicate with you the way of transformation. Within the word transformation, there is great wisdom. Transformation requires that there be that which abides in form, and you are that. You are spirit. You are that which has come forth as a ray of light from the mind of God, as a sunbeam to the sun. In that formless beginning, you are consciousness itself. You are intelligence itself. You are bliss. You are radiance. You are compassion. You are the potential for endless creativity. You are God itself. Now, that is the first time we have been quite so bold. It is the first time that we have described you as that which is God. This can only mean that what you are in your essence, in your essential being, is God himself. The first level of creation, pure spirit. The very first level of creation is when that which we call God, or Abba, first began the indescribable, the unexplainable mystery of birthing himself forth out of the eternal matrix of his being. That very first level of creation was pure spirit, a subtle, subtle movement in which a gentle sunbeam begins to emerge from the sun, or a ray of light soundlessly begins to emanate from light itself. In pure spirit, you are unbounded, you are without form, but you are not without consciousness, you are not without self-awareness. In spirit, there is only self, not self and other, not self apart from form, but simply self, radiant, shimmering, unbounded, alone yet not lonely, rather filled with self, filled with God, filled with love. This first level of creation never changes. It is as God itself. For the sunbeam is as the sun, the ray of light as the light. A momentum, though, has begun, a momentum extending from the pure potentiality of all that God is. For love seeks only to extend itself. Extension is an activity. It is a movement. And for there to be extension, there must necessarily have been created what you call space. But even at this level of creation, the space of which we speak is not quite what you would perceive in your mind as you think of that which contains the planets whirling around your sun. Rather, it was more like a mathematical concept. It was the idea of space in which extension could occur. There were not yet planets and suns. There was not yet a single atom or molecule of matter. There was pure thought, pure love, pure being, beginning to entertain, and I emphasise that word for a certain reason, the idea of pure space, 
pure extension, unlimited, unbounded, forever. There was pure spirit. That is what you are now and forever. Spirit does not change. There is that which in you, right here and right now, even as you read these words, even as you perceive yourself as a body sitting in a chair, beyond all that you see with your physical eyes, all that you are aware as and within the body, beyond the activity of the surface level of the mind, in which there is the firing of the neurons in the brain almost without ceasing, so that the mind seems to be never without images and thoughts, is spirit. Far beyond this planet, and yet right where this planet abides. Far beyond this universe, and yet right where this universe abides. Far beyond all dimensions, the infinite dimensions of creation, yet right where those infinite dimensions exist, spirit is. Here is found what I've often referred to as the real world. Here, peace abides eternally with perfect consistency and without interruption. Here is the living reality, which has been reflected in the sentence, I and my Father are one. In other words, when consciousness transcends its perception of itself as being only conditional existence, being only the forms of existence, such as the body-mind, the particular sense of self as separate from all other selves, the blade of grass, the cloud in the sky, the rock upon the ground. When consciousness transcends this sense of itself, it abides not in a thinking relationship. It does not observe spirit as something else and then says, oh, that's what I am, great. Rather, there is a living sense in which consciousness as such, as the self, rests in the self and simply knows. For only knowledge is immediate and not mediated by any concept, form or experience. In such a moment, and it takes only a moment, there is immediate awakening to the reality of the real world. In some form, and notice I said in some form, consciousness then dances back into the extension of spirit, into the extension of reality, into creativity, into creation. In the human form, it can say, I and my father are one. There are many such statements within the human family that have been uttered to express that awakening that reality. The creation of the soul. Now, in this ceaseless movement from that which never moves, as the ray of light emerges from light divine, unbounded, eternal, unobstructed, in the very desire to be creative, to extend creativity ceaselessly, and that is what creation is, spirit begins to condense or descend. These are both very spatial terms. Again, we are now using language that finds its source on your side of the fence, that is, on the side of the fence of phenomenal existence, not on the side of the fence of spirit, where language is hardly required. 
spirit continues its dance as the one mind, God, entertains the extension of creation and spirit begins to condense into something that has not yet ever occurred. The thought, and again, we are still operating at a level of pure thought, pure potentiality. There is not yet the deep darkness of the space of your universe or of any dimension whatsoever. Begins to condense into a thought of individuation. Perhaps you have seen in your television commercials when the milk is poured into the glass in slow motion. As the milk hits the glass, it begins to move back up the sides as the cup begins to fill. And at the last moment, when the carton is tilted back and the pouring has stopped, the motion that has been started creates the phenomenon of a circular drop of milk, which arises and, for a very temporary moment, seems to become separated from the body of milk in the glass itself. It emerges, and in a split second, you, who are watching the screen, have the awareness of an individuated drop of milk that seems to exist completely independent of the body of milk itself. Then, in the next moment, it drops back into the body of milk, and you lose awareness of it as a separate thing, a separate drop of milk. But it is still milk. From your place of perception, it merely looked as though it had separate existence. Now, that is an analogy, of course, since the soul is not made of milk. But it does create a picture for you of what occurs when the body of spirit continues in its entertainment of creativity, out of which emerges what we have called soul the first subtle inception of the thought of individuation, of that which is an individuated expression of the fullness of spirit, which is light, which is God. Why? All for the joy of extending creation, that that one might be aware of itself in an endless variety of form. This is where it begins, the delight of creation. That is what you are. In pure soul, there is still only pure potentiality. There has not yet been what you would know as experience. There is, however, the first subtle awareness of the one self being aware of itself. Separation is birthed. As soul continues the extension of light, of pure creativity, it condenses. It descends to the next level. Again, since we are using language from your side of the fence, there are not many other ways to speak of this. The soul descends or condenses and begins to create a deeper awareness of itself as an individuated thing. Now its awareness of itself as spirit is taking on a new coloration, a new vibration. It is becoming very close to what many of you have experienced in your own meditations and prayer, or the time you heard a child cry, or you walked through a forest at dawn, when your egoic mind was temporarily transcended and you had a sense of your oneness with God, and yet still felt other than God creature and creator, son and father, united yet somehow different. Here 
is where the separation can be said to have occurred. For it is here, in the first level of pure potentiality of this unique thought, that that which intelligence is, that which love is, that which light is, I have referred to this in A Course in Miracles as mind, which is not merely the prattling that goes on in the human brain that you refer to as thinking. Mind is much vaster than that. It is here in the first level of subtle perception of the self as an individuated matrix of awareness that has awareness of itself and yet that self or God is somehow something different than what the soul perceives to be itself. Here is where the first unique thought of separation is birthed. At this very subtle point, long before the planets of your universe arose, long before the multidimensionality of creation came into being, here you are. Here there is but one soul, a unique expression of the one spirit, itself the unique expression of that one who eternally is. Here, creativity gives rise to the power of thought. It is from the field of thought, pure thought, that creation will now begin to spring immediately into being. Here, at this subtle level, the drop of milk has seemingly separated itself and now feels awareness of itself as separate from the body of milk. And for a moment, just for a moment, there is pure joy because it is still the one doing it out of entertainment, out of pure play, out of the sheer exuberance of extending itself and its infinite power ceaselessly and without limitation. For you see, if God, who becomes you, held the thought, I certainly can't separate myself from myself, that would be a limitation. So the one creates a drop of itself along with the perception that it perceives itself as separate from something that is now for the first time other. Here is the germination, the seed planted for egoic consciousness. But that is still a little way further along in the story. As the first thought of separation is dreamt, a new energy is born. That which has been pure joy, that which has been pure freedom, pure safety, now changes form slightly. You could say a drop of milk within the drop of milk seems to separate and take on its own energy. And that we have called fear. Here is born not extension, but contraction, or the experience of contraction as fear emerges in awareness. Now the river begins to cascade very, very quickly, out of fear, out of the first inception of the thought, I am alone, I am separate from my creator. Yet, in reality, it is the creator perceiving the creator 
and creating the perception that God is separate from God. With that thought, an explosion occurs, very like what your scientists have called the Big Bang. They do not know how close they are. They merely need to make the shift to seeing that the Big Bang occurred in consciousness itself, not out of pure matter. In the Big Bang of consciousness, suddenly imagine the drop of milk exploding in space which comes into being with the thought of separation and becoming an infinite array or number of points, little droplets of milk, little droplets of consciousness, little sparks of divinity, little particles of light. To use yet another analogy from your realm of science, the wave of light has now become particles of light. When and why? Who can say? Only that one who is doing the birthing of itself knows. And you are that one. As these particles of light are now spread out through the infinite reaches of the pure potentiality of spirit, which is light, which is God, each particle possesses the exact same potential. In fact, you could not find any difference between the points of light whatsoever. None. If you were to measure them, they would be the same size, although they have no size. If you measured their frequency or vibration, they would all be the same. Identical points of light that seem to have now taken existence in different points of space. That is, there is the sense that while they are identical in quality and substance, there is a slight difference in the space that each one occupies as though you took two identical pencils and put one on the left side of the table and one on the right. Still made of the same substance, but now, in the vast continuum of space, that which is identical is occupying two points of space, each with the perfect freedom mirroring the perfect freedom of the one God. Infinite rays of light, now mirroring and reflecting the perfection of the freedom of pure potentiality, which is light itself, the pure potentiality to create. And each one has within it the thought, the recognition, the perception of separation. Fear has been birthed, and with it the thoughts, I am alone. I am not that point of light over there. I am just myself. As the energy of fear continues, the contraction, the condensation, the dissension continues. Now, what has birthed forth instantaneously, this is not yet requiring time, is the multitude, the infinite multidimensionality which is creation except the physical universe has not yet been birthed. The physical universe requires the concept of time, for only in time does the physical dimension exist. Here is where you find what has been called in your language the hierarchy of angelic beings, of angelic worlds. They are points of light just like you, but not in the experience of time nor in the condensation that you would call physical bodies, not even the lower astral bodies. Still, 
This multidimensionality of creativity is a radiant dance with just a tinge of a sense of separation or otherness or fear. The creation of the physical universe. In this multidimensionality, which is still pervaded as is which is still pervaded and is as light itself, condensation continues. And here your scientists begin to tap into it, so you can see how many steps removed they are. But here light begins to condense into the particles of matter. Again, the explosion occurs as the one basic atom or atom explodes in the Big Bang and the multitude of bodies, of planetary bodies, including your central sun of your tiny little universe, is birthed. The physical universe of which you are a part as a human being is vast beyond comprehension, yet it is as, tiny, it is as a tiny speck of dust. It is as a tiny speck of light, floating seemingly freely like a tiny drop of milk, that seems to have separated itself from the body of milk and is unaware of the multidimensionality of radiant light and spirit and God in which it floats, out of which it has been given its very existence. You are, therefore, not outside of spirit. You are held lovingly, your whole physical dimension in the centre of spirit. As this condensation continues, what you have been told to call life begins. Conditions are set up. Emerging from what? Pure chance? Hardly. It emerges out of the pure potentiality, the power and the perfect intelligence to create. Although now that creativity is expressing itself more and more out of fear, not out of pure joy, it is like taking a note of a flute and muffling it slightly so that it has a different quality. Yet it is still pure energy. For what can fear be but energy? Just as love is energy, compassion is energy, sadness is energy and anger is energy. Do you see? Fear is just an energy and nothing more. In itself, it is perfectly neutral, for all events are neutral, and fear, being merely a dance or a play of energy itself, must be an entirely neutral event, until something arises to perceive and experience it differently. And what is that? The birth of egoic consciousness. Fear has taken its final form. Here, fear has condensed into its final form. There can be no further condensation of the energy that has become fear. For egoic consciousness is fearful consciousness. The ego is fear. Yet it is made of pure power, pure potentiality, unlimited creativity. Rest assured, you all have the experience of knowing just how ceaselessly creative egoic mind can be.
for without ceasing it knows how to immediately look upon another brother or sister or event or anything and that fast in the twinkling of an eye in a space that does not even require a thought egoic consciousness can change its values can change its perceptions to create what it wants to create what it wants to create is that which continues its existence. Much like your physical body, when a cell becomes cancerous and decides to run amok and act as though it were not dependent on the laws of the body itself that keep the body healthy, it begins to do what? It begins to create cells like unto itself. Cancer is merely a misperception run amok at the level of the body that is thinking for itself, creating in its own image, rather than extending the image of the creator and living out of harmony with the one mind that creates in radiant joy for no other reason than to extend the good, the holy and the beautiful. Yet, God does not create limitation and therefore he does not withdraw creativity from the power of the ego. Rather, because God is love, all power under heaven and earth is available and can be tapped into by egoic consciousness. So what is egoic consciousness? You all know what it feels like to be absolutely certain that you are separate and alone that you must rely on your own thinking process and that no one beyond, not just the boundary of your body or skin, but no one beyond your unique contracted sense of I has any connection to you whatsoever and no one cares. And you lament, I am alone. I am separate. How on earth am I going to make it? I've got to figure out my own way. I've got to figure out how this world works. I've got to make it happen for myself. Fear has taken its final form. Now there is a complete forgetting of God, of the one, of spirit, even of soul. The body represents a level of vibration, still quite intelligent, still very intelligent. It is like a matrix of energy, the very thought of condensation into human form, out of which forms keep getting created, keep getting created, keep getting created, keep getting created. You have done that for yourself an infinite number of times. The body is the representation of the ego. For notice that as you sit in your chair, you are quite certain that you are not the wall across from you. As you sit where you are in your chair, your consciousness, your awareness tells you that you are the reader and not the author. And you think, no, not me. I couldn't do that if I wanted to. Certainly it makes Jeshua very special. For I am just this blob of dust, this separate mind-body, sitting in my chair, reading words which vibrate with a certain meaning and create certain pictures and understandings in my mind. But these are being placed within me, and I am not that one. That 
is egoic consciousness that says, I am not that one. I am not God. I am not pure spirit. I am not pure soul. I am this thing that sits in this chair now. And do you know something? You are absolutely right. You are that. That and so much more. The egoic mind is that which creates the separated perception that is it is the only that it is only one tiny thin slice of the pie. It creates a delusion, a distortion in consciousness itself, like a little blip on a radar screen that tells the one watching the screen that there is some thing there. The egoic mind says, I am separate. I am alone. I cannot think with the mind of God. I cannot experience unity consciousness. I cannot be as Jeshua is. No, not me. I'm too small and too weak. Oh, I just don't have it together yet. Maybe someday. Yet all the while, you are that one. By the power of that one, you have the potential to think the thought, I could never be like Jeshua is. I'm really too small, too fragile, too weak and too stupid. Oh, Christ consciousness may be there for someone else, but not for me. The whole while, that very thought must use the power of the one. For that power is life. That power is pure being. That power is the real world. That power is the only thing that exists, period. By the power of that one, you have dreamt the thought of the separate self. By the power of that one, when you decide to, you will awaken from the thought of egoic consciousness. Now, why is all of that this important? Beloved friends, the way of transformation requires that that uh, requires there be that which exists in form. You exist in form. You are sitting in a chair. You know the space and volume of a human body. You know the particular thoughts that you identify as your own. You have a history to that body-mind that emerged from sexual desire between two beings called parents who got together and a little thing wiggled its way to touch another thing and there was a burst of light and a pure spark of pure soul made a decision from intentionality to become fixated or identified with and as a physical form. So, having a good time on a Saturday night is the source of your being, as a bodily being. If you were lucky, both parents consciously desired to use the body as a communication device for teaching only love, and gave one unto another, and then accepted that little spark of light that begins yet the birthing of another body, and create clearly invited another soul to come and abide with them, as teacher and friend, as brother or sister. Unfortunately, that is yet rare upon your planet. 
That is the matrix into which you have descended time and time again, as you have come to teach yourself that you are just a separate, lonely, failing, weak individual. At the death of the body, you have found yourself as soul and been frightened by the radiance of your light. Because that light is not the same as your interpretation that you had learned of yourself. Fear causes condensation, contraction, falling, if you will. And what you fall into is a matrix of energy that best resonates with your own perception and belief about yourself. Belief is not just thought, it is a quality of vibration. And you fall, yet again, into a field of energy, into a dream, into a physical universe, into a time frame, into a family structure that resonates and vibrates with how you have learned to perceive yourself. All the while you are yet that one, radiant, perfectly free, using the very power of God to create and believe in a dream of smallness, weakness, separation and loneliness. Right now, as you read these very words, now, that is what you are doing. You are choosing how you will think of yourself and how you think of yourself is reflected in the world that you see in the experiences that, that are manifest within your own particular universe of consciousness. If you knew that you were the unlimited one, you would never fear the creation of golden coins again. You would never believe that you must live in lack. But you are still, for the most part, clinging to the belief that you are a small little thought of separation called egoic mind still struggling to find God, not recognising that it is the very power of God's presence from which you create the perception you hold of yourself. So, there you are, sitting upon your chair, and you are that one. You are in form. That is, you have created a perception of yourself that includes the experience of being a body-mind which is separate from all other bodies. It is separate from the rock. Obviously, you can look out your window and tell that where the body is that you identify with is a, in a different spatial point than every other object. That is what the world is. This universe is the attempt to create a reflection that convinces you that the first fearful thought of separation is the truth of who you are. You are using, or have been unwittingly been using, your physical universe to constantly reflect to you what must be the truth that you are separate from all creation. This world is nothing but the reflection of that thought. Yet even here, that one pervades all things. And the realization of yourself as that one is closer to you than your own breath, simply a decision away.
Here there is great richness not found in any other dimension. The richness of the dramas of separation, of seeking, 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 seeking. For example, one who is seeking will say, well, I have read A Course in Miracles one time and it didn't seem to work. I'll read it again. Oh, that didn't seem to work. Well, maybe I'll go and try this form of meditation. No, that didn't work. Maybe I'll try Buddhism. No, that didn't work. I'll try Christianity. No, that didn't work. I'll try drugs. That will do it. The very energy of seeking is the egoic energy, for only the ego can seek. Pure spirit can only extend. And there is a huge difference. Egoic consciousness plays itself out through the forms of special relationships. You have a special relationship with your employer. You have a special relationship with your spouse, your lovers, your cat, your boats and your automobiles. And the world plays off of your need for specialness, such as, look at this automobile. Isn't this one sexy? Oh, you're going to feel so good. So you seek to create the means to possess that certain automobile. Or you think, if only I had that person as my spouse. Oh, let me seek that one by seducing that one. I'll act as though I'm other than my poor, paltry, lonely self, so that they think I am grand. I will ruffle up my peacock feathers. And on it goes. The world is the reflection of the belief in the need for special relationship. The search for that is the restlessness that you feel. That restlessness that you feel in the mind that creates the waves of restlessness in the fluids and subtle energies that are contained within the makeup of the illusion of the body. The restlessness of the breath, the tightness of the muscles, the loneliness as you rest your head upon the pillow at night. For you believe that you are the body-mind, separate and alone apart from all others. The infinite, eternal stream of communication that occurs throughout creation, unobstructed, is lost to your awareness. Yet, so close are you. It requires only a thought to shift the momentum in a new direction, to rest your head upon the pillow and say, I am not just this body-mind, I am that one pure, unbounded and undefiled. I am in communication with every rock and every tree and every time frame that has ever been. And yes, when you begin that thought, it will seem wholly insane because you have been on the other side of the fence, looking at reality from a certain perspective. It fits like a glove upon the hand, but that does not make it right or true. Insanity seems sane to those who are insane. So that is just the way it is. The end of all seeking. Choosing to live as though you are not the ego. But the end of all seeking occurs when one dares to hold within the mind a different thought. You have heard it many times through A Course in Miracles, through many of my other channels. Only love is real. You are not the body. 
I and my Father are one. I am awake and walk this planet as Christ. I choose love over fear. What does that mean? Love is pure spirit. Fear is contraction, density, false perception, egoic consciousness. When you choose love over fear, you must decide not to respond according to the momentum of egoic consciousness. You must decide to live as though you are not the ego. In this way, what has been formed becomes transformed. That which pervades and extends beyond what has been formed is transformed. The way of transformation then requires that you begin with the acceptance of what is true always. In this lesson, we have brought to you a story, an analogy, a description that can help if you will sit with it, to imprint it into your consciousness, a remembrance of the very process that you have in fact felt and experienced as God itself in its desire to create, in her desire to create, in his desire to create. Put it any way you wish. The one becomes what you perceive as the many, yet remains always the one. That is what you are. You are the song of the bird. You are the radiance and warmth of the sun as it touches the skin. You are the skin. You are the awareness of that warmth. You are the thinker of the thought. You are the thought. You are the deed. You are the space from which all thoughts emerge. You are the wind in the trees. You are the vastness of space. You are that one who is eternal. You are the one bold enough to dream the dream of separation without ever losing perfect unity. And you are the one, the little drop of milk, experiencing the remembrance of the divine, of the real, of the true, of the one. Your journey is not alone. Even now you are perfectly awake. For only one who is awake could dare to create the great cleverness and creativity through which you as a spark of God become increasingly aware of yourself. God diving into God. God discovering God. What a delightful, delightful play. Here, then, we begin to let the secret out of the bag. Separation was not because you sinned. Separation was not because something terrible went wrong. Separation was just another form of the dance of creation itself. Perhaps taken to the extremes, for God seeks the limits of what is unlimited. You have been playing a game of hide and seek. You are the one with your eyes closed, leaning against the trunk of a tree, counting, while the fragments of yourself ran to hide. 
And you are the one who has reached out to discover those fragments and is in the process of doing that. You are the one who has become the many and then has waited to be discovered by that one. You are the soul waiting to be touched by grace. You are the separate one hiding in the darkness, trembling and yet wanting light to find you. Why not begin now, in this moment, by sitting quietly as Christ for five minutes and say to the one who is coming now from the trunk of the tree, I have done a very good job of hiding, but you know, I think it would be a great delight to be found. Find me, dear Father. Touch me with your grace. Because I am you, I will decide to receive it. In this moment, I choose now to remember that I am the one who has both sought and found. I am the one who has remained perfectly unchanged forever. And I am the one who has perceived myself as having changed, as having sinned, as having separated myself. I choose now to join the two parts of myself together. I will be a body-mind upon this planet, dancing, singing, playing and creating the good, the holy and the beautiful. I will now open that part of my mind that can think in unlimited ways, that will dare to dream the impossible dream. I am the one, that one, who lets God live in me now. I and my Father are one. I am the drop of milk against, again settling into the fullness of the glass in which my Creator dwells as milk. When I walk with this body upon the earth and I feel the mist of the fog upon my skin, I will say within myself, ah, yes, it is very good. For I am that one with the power to create this body, to create the mist of the fog itself. And the mist of the fog around me is my father's presence in which my soul reclines. This world is no longer a burden. This world of space and time is no longer something from which I must escape. Not even sickness or disease is a limitation for me. For wherever I am, I am the presence of love. And this moment I bring forth love and bless the world I see. And in this, God remembers God. For, beloved friends, the way of transformation must bring you, in the end, to the quiet recognition. There is only God. Why fear if love is here? There is only love or fear. Peace, then, be unto you, beloved and holy friends. Friends, because you are a part of me and I a part of you. Particles of light, dancing in the wave of the one God, the one mind, the one truth, the real world. <laughs> the joke has been on us, and we played it upon ourselves well. Now the time of rejoicing is at hand, as we arise in our individuation, recognizing our oneness, to dance the dance of creation ceaselessly,
extending only the good, the holy and the beautiful. Peace be unto the only begotten of God, God's own. God is. Amen.